Welcome to the Daily Devotion with Pastor Terry Reynolds. It's so good to be with you today as we continue in the Gospels. Of course, yesterday we were talking about Herod. Herod certainly was a scoundrel at best. We had told the, the wise men, remember when you find the child, come back to me and let me know where he's at so I can come and worship him also. But in reality, we know his intention was the destruction, the destroying of the young child. And so verse 13, we see and we read that, and when they had departed, behold, that, that being the, the wise men from that area, the angels of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take that young child and his mother and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until the, I bring the word for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. And so when he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed in Egypt and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I have called my son. You know, so here we see this beautiful picture of God directing the scene again by the angel, telling him what's going on. And so Mary and Joseph with Jesus flee down to, to Egypt. I think it's so beautiful. And so what we have here is the second prophecy. Remember the first prophecy of the life of Jesus that he's going to be born where? In Bethlehem. Now here the second prophecy that he's going to be out of Egypt. I've called my son. Of course, this particular prophecy is in Hosea chapter 11, verse 1. As you read it, the story there, it's really referring to God bringing his son, the nation of Israel, out of Egypt. But Matthew interpreted also as so many prophecies of having a double fulfillment. And it's a re certainly it's a reference to bringing the nation of Israel out of Egypt, but also God's bringing his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, out of Egypt have I called my son. And so then it tells us in verse 16, he says, Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, he was exceedingly angry or wroth, and he sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and of the surrounding area from two years old and under, according to the time he had diligently inquired of the wise men. What a rascal this guy is. What a terrible man. Obviously, had he had an opportunity to worship God. He could have went with the wise men if he just humbled himself. He would have seen the Messiah. He would have been there. But he was threatened. He was threatened that somebody might overthrow him. You know, he was, he, he was just a man that was filled with anger. I, I think it's so sad when we read these words. He was so angry that he sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and the surrounding areas. I don't know what, why he thinks that just because he was upset or anger that gave him the right to, slug, uh, to kill these young kids, but he did. You know, the thing is really interesting. You know, even though as you read these Bibles, you're, you know, you're taken back to, by these horrific stories. It really isn't much different today as we hear of the slayings and the murders around the world where even nations are, you know, gassing their own people and killing them. The Bible just tells the story the way life is. And in the midst of the story comes that promise of the Messiah that, that gives us real hope. 
because the world left to himself will be like Herod. They will destroy each other. The cruelty of this man, killing his, we saw already how he killed his wife, he killed his boys, and now he's doing everything he can to, to eliminate his threat, Jesus, by killing the death of these infants. And then it tells us, he says, that then was fulfilled which was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, In Ramah there is a voice heard, lamentation and weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and would not be comforted because they are not. Rachel, of course, is re reference to the wife of Jacob. She died just outside of Bethlehem, giving birth to, the, to the, their second son, the first son, of course, was Joseph. The second one was Benjamin. And she died in childbirth. And she was, as she was dying, she named her son Benoni, which means son of my sorrow. Now, if you'd like to read the story, it's in Genesis chapter 35. But graciously, after her death, Jacob changed his name to Benjamin, which means son of my right hand. But she was buried there. Even today, if you get an opportunity to travel over to Israel, to Jerusalem, and I would encourage you, if you have an opportunity, to go. As you're entering, entering into Bethlehem, you see the tomb of Rachel beside the road. And thus, Rachel, the women of Bethlehem, weeping for her children and would not be comforted because they are not. And so the prophecy and the weeping of the mother of Bethlehem, the mothers of Bethlehem, because the children were slain by the cruel, cruel hand, hand here of Herod. And then it tells us in verse 19, But when Herod was dead, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to dream in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, just as he said he would happen earlier here in our story, saying, Arise! Take that young child and his mothers and go into the land of Israel, for they are dead, which sought the young child's life. And he arose and took the young child and his mother, and he came into the land of Israel. You know, there's a lot of times a lot said about Mary, the mother of Jesus, but also to take a look at Joseph. I mean, when he, he truly did step up the plate to be a great father, as he was listening to the Lord, he was obeying the Lord, and he was following the Lord because he wanted to take care of his family. And, of course, we know later that Jesus had brothers and sisters. We don't hear much more of Joseph as we move forward, but I believe he was a good man, taking care of his family, doing the craft that God had given to him as being a carpenter. But now he's taken his family from Egypt all the way back to Israel. So they arose and they went to Israel. And when he heard that Archelaus did reign in Judea in the room of his father Herod, he was afraid to go hither, notwithstanding being warned of God in a dream to turn aside into the parts of Galilee. Otherwise, Archelaus, and some would say he's as bad as his dad, or maybe even worse, King Herod. And so the story tells us that he went up to Galilee. I think this is so amazing, don't you? As we go in verse 23, it says, And he came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled. Again, the prophecies which was spoken by the prophet, he should be called a Nazarene. Interesting. To see how the Old Testament is fulfilled. 
Now, where do you find the Old Testament scriptures that he will be called a Nazarene? So we have to go back to the Hebrew language. In the Hebrew, Natzer, N-E-T-Z-E-R, which is a branch. And there are many prophecies concerning the branch shall come forth from the root of Jesse out of the stem of David, the righteous branch. And that, that's the Natzer. And thus the word Nazarene comes from that. Interesting. Interesting that we see the, the prophecies uh, of uh, speaking of the life of Jesus being born in Bethlehem and that he should come out of Egypt and that he should be called a Nazarene. Remember when Philip came to Nathaniel and he says, we have found the Messiah, Jesus of Nazareth. He said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Just, you know, is there anything good that can be coming out of Nazareth? Well, of course there is. See, Jesus fulfilled Matthew chapter 2. Born in Bethlehem, he came out of Egypt. There was great wailing and weeping because of the death of Jesus of the children. And then comes out of Nazarene, a Nazarene indeed. Jesus Christ the righteous. You know, as we hear how this story how, as it goes on, how Jesus waxed strong. He grew. He lived there in Nazarene. We're to pick up the story next time as we start leaving his birth, leaving the story, this fantastic story up to this point, and now we'll be moving into the ministry of Jesus. And so until next time, this is Pastor Terry. May God richly bless you. Thank you for taking part in today's program. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Again, that's terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Or you can write us at Agape Chapel, P.O. Box 4023, Huntington Beach, California, 92647. May God richly bless you.